0: This is Laura looking for love, and I've been away for the past few weeks because, ironically, since the Live at the Moth episode that detailed my personal story of abuse nearly eight years ago, my life has exploded, coming head to head with not just one, but multiple sociopaths in the form of sexual harassment, battery, theft, and the covering up and retaliation by a federally funded institution. It's much different than my experience eight years ago, before I began my intensive spiritual, self transformative work, because back then, I lived my life as a victim. I lived it from fear and uncertainty. And predators can always find fear. However, predators are funny in that they feed off fear, but they are also attracted to the light. Intuitively, lost souls want to be found, but programming and survival instincts often kick in. And people who are stuck in survival, they don't understand boundaries. They want to control and dominate because it makes them feel safe. So when a woman says no, they get mad and don't accept it. And if she says no even stronger, they get even madder. And if a woman aggressively screams no, then they become enraged. And all the types of abuse, from racism to sexism to sexual assault, they all thrive in silence. That is why people with voices are often beaten, humiliated, destroyed, Predators are also really good at understanding the land of the gray, something I alluded to in my moth story in the previous episode. And the unfortunate thing is, the majority of the world is not. The majority of the world thinks in black and white. I do not. I live in the gray, and there's good and bad in that. On the good side of things, I can see beyond the surface, the layers and depth, which also makes me good at seeing the core of who people are, not just what they appear to be on the outside. I see the sociopaths dressed in suits, getting away with murder. And I also see the man covered in tattoos, but with a heart of gold. But on the bad side of things, there is often a lot of misperception because people just don't get it. I love freedom of expression and freedom of thought. I like to challenge concepts because it promotes growth. And that also goes for the title of my podcast. And although I may have mentioned it in the past, I will mention it again because I am living in a black and white world with predators who know how to manipulate the gray. And because we are talking about sexual harassment and assault today, I want to state again this important point. My podcast, as most of the real listeners know, has nothing to do with dating or me looking for romantic love. Love is a much purer energy than what may be portrayed on any dating app or any dating show. Love does not just live in the world of idealized romance. It lives in compassion for humanity, and so this podcast is about looking for that pure love and humanity in an increasingly negative world, and when we can find it, we offer it back. And so today, I offer it to all women, and especially those who have experienced abuse. So with that being said, today I will focus on our justice system, a very black and white world, and one that so many were watching during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, And as a woman who has experienced sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual battery, and sexual abuse, not just by the original predators, but by the communities and institutions that support them, I watched the undercurrents of what was happening. On the surface, it was about credibility in politics. But to me, it was further validation that the legal system is never the best place for a victim of sexual abuse. As I watched Dr. Ford's testimony, it was as if she had to remove her cap of certainty, that she must wear when she teaches her university courses or performs any task as the PhD doctor she is. To go back in time to a place of trauma, it is natural to step back into that identity as a victim, where fear resides. I can relate, but I also know firsthand that when you go back there, there are many complex emotions, not just sadness and grief and fear. Often there is rage and anger and frustration, but the legal system is a place of judgment, where you are limited in your emotional spectrum because you have to walk a line. You have to tell your story, but you also have to be believed. And that is a lot to ask because there are stereotypes about what a victim looks like. To be believed as a victim, one must be timid or scared or weak. Any sign of anger or rage can make them lose their credibility. But rage and anger are a natural part of the emotional spectrum. And although Dr. Ford had a voice, it was a voice appropriate within the box she sat in, while being carefully watched by a room full of senators. And while it is still better than silence, a voice that is capped is still not freedom. Brett Kavanaugh, on the other hand, was allowed to show his rage because he is not a woman, and in a black-and-white world, men alone can show rage when they feel they have been wronged. And because he had access to an additional acceptable emotion, he had much more freedom of speech, and it showed But beyond that, courtrooms and hearings like these are a sociopath's playground. I'm not saying that every accused person is guilty, but I can't help to see what I see and know what I know. And I know sociopaths are brilliant and charming, and they always document everything. And documentation is always key in legal hearings and in judgments. Normal teenage boys are free and don't need to document each and every day of their lives, especially teenage boys who are into alcohol And parties and breaking rules. No, teenage boys who are in their rebellious years don't document each person that they spend each day with. And more importantly, they don't keep calendars from 1982. Sociopaths keep calendars from 1982 because they know they did something bad, and one day they may need this fake calendar to save their reputation. Sociopaths feel no guilt and they have no compassion, and they are very good liars and actors. They will give their whole lives building their reputations so that others will vouch for them until they get into their position of power. No, hearings like these in courtrooms are no places for a victim. They are too black and white and don't take into account the layers of trauma and emotions, and they definitely don't know how to detect sociopaths. Judges don't become judges because they think in the gray or because they have high emotional intelligence. They become judges because they like to make decisions, based on the black and white. Abuse lives and breeds in the gray until, in the most violent situations, it crosses over into black and white. And it is not the norm. And often, by then, sometimes it is too late, and the victims are gone. My first time around, I found myself in a very black-and-white courtroom, and that just didn't work. But now I am much wiser and stronger with a certainty I did not own eight years ago. Don't get me wrong, it has been extremely painful. As much as we would like to avoid it at all costs, we cannot dodge the pains of this human life. But in my grief, I turned to my best friend, Jose, who reminded me that this time would not be a repeat of my past, that this time we would bring the situation to our world, the spiritual world. He reminded me of two phrases. Karma is a bitch and justice is blind. And it is so true I will never again willingly tell my story in a blind world where people are unable to see me. Because why? I know my truth, and I don't need a judge or jury to decide whether I'm credible, because I know I am. So today I offer my loving compassion to every woman who has ever experienced abuse, and also to every woman who has reported it and been judged or punished. Yes, justice is very blind, and there is no cure for blindness. So seek those with sight, because that is where the love resides. And do not ever give up your truth nor the love that lives inside of you because that is what separates the living from the walking dead. And sociopaths of both genders are simply the walking dead. Somewhere from the time they were born to now, they gave up their light and they went dark. So on that level, we can have compassion for that experience of loss, but it doesn't mean we let them walk all over us. In a comic book world, We wouldn't let a zombie attack us. We would fight. And we fight with everything we have, using every resource we have, all the while maintaining our compassion for the fact that they too were once human and always take comfort in the fact that we are the stronger ones.